said a hip hop. Hibbit to the hibbity. Hip hop. Hip hop. Hip hop. <laughs> hip hop rock. And you don't stop. Oh. To the oh, bang bang shit. boogie. Ooh. I'll jump the boogie. To the rhythm of, of the, the boogity beat. Beat. Right. That's how I feel. Yes. <laughs> that's the best way to start an interview. No, that's funny. <laughs> Just hip hop quotables. Said in a very, you know, like serious. Yeah, way. very, very, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, very, you, very stoic with you, it. You've got to read it like it's an actual like poem and in, in like one on one lit. You know what I mean? Yo, yo, yo! This is Obliv, and I'm here for liner notes. Take one. On this episode of Liner Notes, we're talking to Obliv. He's one of the dopest hip-hop producers, and he just happens to be from Richmond. We talked to Obliv about the early days in the Richmond beat scene, working with amazing artists like Nicholas F., Fly Anakin, and Black Lick, how he got his face on a mural, and what did he say to D'Angelo that really impressed him. Welcome to Liner Notes, where we let Richmond artists tell you about their music, their inspirations, and how they make the soundtrack to the city of Richmond, Virginia. How are we feeling? We good? Everything's bueno? You loose? Yeah, yo. Now I'm all, now I'm all gassed up off of coffee. Oh, are you jittery now? <laughs> <laughs> so bliv, so bliv. How you feeling? Uh, not with me. <laughs> We, we centered. <laughs> Everybody's like, nah, nah, yeah, we good. good. No, cool. We good. Well, welcome, welcome to Liner Notes in the space. You've you've been here before, but you've never sat in the hot seat like this. Nah, yo, it's kind of, it's kind of. You good? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of nervous, man. All right. Well, it's okay. We want you to be nervous. <laughs> that way, you give twitchy answers. No, I'm gonna give very uh, concise answers. For you, man. Matter of fact, I, I want to give. I want to give good. I want to give this a good, you know, a good professional. Go, professional go. Yes. I appreciate that <laughs> because I act like a professional as well. So this is going to work out nicely. Uh, I honestly, I don't even know where to start with you, bro. There is so much that I feel like we could talk about, but I think it's best usually if we start from the beginning, not the super beginning. Yeah. But you are you're a classically trained vocalist. You know what I'm saying? Like you. You were a choir kid, you know what I'm saying? Like, True. you went to VCU, and, and and tell me about like how your path kind of shaped up with with music, and then trending into like hip hop. It's wild because I wasn't supposed to be doing this at all, you know, considering my my history. From elementary school, uh, I was in chorus. I didn't even I didn't even take it seriously the whole singing thing until about high school. That's when I really realized like, oh, I can like really do something with like this music stuff. I was in a uh, I was in show choir at Meadowbrook High School. Nice. I was in uh, all district, all state chorus. Um, matter of fact, I just saw my high school choral director last week at my son's all district concert. Oh wow. And he told me to tell my son to tell him that I was the best bass in the state at the time. This was like 2000 though. So this is a while ago, right? But yeah. All of that, you know, kind of led me to here. Um, but I mean, I went to VCU for vocal music. I did all of that, like really strict study and stuff, like learning like languages and, you know, falling asleep in theory class. <laughs> that's when I realized though, like falling asleep in theory class, that's when I realized like this might not be exactly what I want to do. But because at the same time I was doing hip hop, 
Was it the theory itself that was bugging you out or just the vocal theory? No, it? it was the theory. It's, it was it was the act of learning theory because mm -hmm. I learned theory on my own, like just like just listening to music, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But like sitting in a classroom, having a, a, a teacher dictate music and then quarter note, half note, all this, you know, all that stuff yeah. is boring. You know, like me and me and me and this girl, we will fall asleep every every class. We, we both barely pass, barely. But um, at the same time in college, I was uh, getting into hip hop. I was uh, doing hip hop things, you know. Hip hop things. Hip hop things. Yes, like wow. Yeah, like I, in, in, the, in the grand scheme of hip hop things, mm -hmm. um, there are f like five elements, aren't there? There are five main elements. Yeah, exactly. It's like sugars, starches, fruits and vegetables. <laughs> Bro, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, no, so I, got I was, you. I was, I was, I was, I was linking up with uh, with graffiti writers yep. at the time. Um, linking up, doing open mics. I was break dancing. I was learning DJing. I was, I was writing raps this whole time, you know. So I was like getting really deep into like the local hip hop scene, mm -hmm. Richmatic. That whole era, I was like, what, 99, 2000, 2001? So, like, meeting people through that scene is how I got really, like, um, you know, inculcated into the hip-hop scene here. Mm -hmm. And the classical side kind of was like, uh, I don't really I don't really rock with these people, you know. They're not my kind of people, you know what I'm saying? So I changed my major. I actually changed my major to mass communication. Okay. Um, and from that, uh, I started getting crazy deep into hip-hop. Like doing more shows and just you know just, just what was your focus in mass com? Um, just mass media. Oh, mass media. Yeah, just mass media. I'm broadcast journalism. Okay, shout outs to mass com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the first kind of uh, group or or venue where you started to feel like all right, I found my place here in in the hip hop community? Wow, this was probably uh, wow. So back then, that's kind of hard because. My story kind of has a lot of like false starts. Okay. Okay. So going back to the college, mm -hmm. I was doing that, right? I was doing the hip hop thing and all of that stuff. And I was living downtown at the time too. So it kind of made it a lot easier to get involved with a lot of stuff. But then once I left school, I moved back to Chesterfield uh, with my with my, uh, my current wife back then. was my girlfriend, my current wife. And I kind of fell out of the scene. I didn't get back into the scene until maybe like, four or five years later, I, I mean, I got a regular job, started working in like Barnes and Noble, kind of just, you know, just living life and, you know, making beats, you know, like on my own, not really showing anybody or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, just making stuff and just kind of building skills, you know. Right. Um, it probably wasn't until 2005, six, when I met Corey Smith. Yeah. I don't know if you remember Corey Smith. From the Earth Tone crew. Right, yeah. right. I met him through a mutual friend, Bryce McCormick. And that's when I pretty much started like making music really in earnest. Mm -hmm. um, we started a group, Score One for the Little Guy, and we were really on the outside of things. You know, all of us were from Chesterfield. Mm -hmm. We really didn't, you know, go into the city much. So we just were just building our stuff like out in Chesterfield. You know, just making songs, woodshedding. Yeah. You know, trying to find our sound, style, and stuff. So it wasn't until about two thousand five, six, until we started doing shows at the Canal Club, Camel. Um, Alley Cats. Yeah. <laughs> and through there, through that is how I met all of all of y'all. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of score one, like, and you were coming into hip hop at this time and like you said, you were building skills. Right. But score one was it was hip hop, but it was a very it's a different version of hip hop. I mean, you had acoustic guitar, you had beatboxers. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, that's, that's Earth Tone. Oh, Earth Tone, my bad. Sorry. Score one, score one was, was just you and Corey. Yeah, yeah. My score bad. one was just me and Corey. Then we branched out to the Earth Tone. That's and right. then that's when it 
went into all of that, like acoustic, yeah, yeah, uh, beatbox. Like y'all would just. I like that you guys were doing whatever, like was feeling good to you at the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and and you're, the energy passed between you all, and and that was back when you were rapping still. Indeed. 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 I thought you were a dope lyricist. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I'm a dope lyricist. You're too. still a dope lyricist, <laughs> but I mean, just. What what made you wanna wanna stop rapping, or, or was it just kind of a natural progression? Um, personal things happened in my life around that time, which was like around two thousand eight, two thousand nine. My son was born. I got married. My son was born, and my mom died. Like in the span of like two, three months. Okay, that's a lot. So all of that stuff was going on, right? And at the time, I was like. Uh, I was doing the beats and I was getting a little bit of notoriety for my beats and I wanted to go further with that. Like I felt like at that time I was very like shut off from the world with like my mom passing. I didn't really have anything much to say. I just kind of was like in a real deep grieving stage. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of just fell back on rap. I was like, I really don't want to express this part of me right now, but I feel like as a rapper it's something I should be doing. But so I kind of had that crossroads. I was like, I'm just going to funnel all this energy into like just the music. So I just buckled down and just started just tapping out beats just every night, every day, making a beat, making three, four beats a day, you know, like to the point to where my goal was like, I want to make 30 minutes of material a day, basically a tape. I want to make like a tape a day. I did that for about three, four years. Wow. I mean, to this day, I still try to, you know, reach that, you know, things are a little different now, you know, with life, you know what I'm saying? But... I still try to do that. I mean, they say, you know, the best thing to do is, is just to be consistent in your art. Like when you're writing, is just keep writing every day. You know what I mean? The, the genius is more in quantity sometimes than, than the you gotta, one. You, know you got to I mean? make bad stuff before you get to the good stuff, you know? Right. And that's something that I learned. I was like, I got to make all this trash. I got to make this trash. To this day, I still got to make trash, you yeah. know, to get to like the good stuff. You right. know what I'm saying? So. When you sit down, you know, each day, each morning and you're like, you know, the goal is to make music. You know, you have the 30 minutes in your head, but it's not necessarily like I have to do 30 minutes. Right, but right. When you sit down, like, where do you start? Are, are you just flipping on a record that you haven't heard in a while? Are you, I mean, what, what's your style? That's, I mean, that, that's pretty much how it, how it starts. I just, I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm an avid record collector, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I, 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 that's like my passion, you know, I love yeah. records, right? So, I mean, a lot of it is really essentially just trying to showcase my record collection. So I would just, you know, pull out a record, listen to it, you know what I'm saying? And just, you know, see what I can make with it. Be like, yo, this is a good record. I don't think enough people have heard this or know what, know what it's about. So let me flip it or do something with it to maybe, maybe somebody might get curious and check it out, you know what I'm saying? What about like sampling records and taking sounds that don't fit together and making them fit together like appeals to you. Yeah. It's just the juxtaposition of like energies, you know what I'm saying? The frequencies, you know, like I'll put like a smooth jazz sample on some like real like dusty drums, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's kind of weird, you know, because it's not like a typical sound, you know, but I like that type of juxtaposition, you know, like having like really raw, like hardcore lyrics over like a real smooth, like light airy sample, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I just like that, that type of like clash, you know, kind of create something new out of that. That makes me think, um, you're talking about like, like clash and, and sounds, like a lot of your beats are very groove driven and smooth. And I think that's maybe why like you and Fly Anakin mesh so well, like his vocals and your beats, like, his vocals are very standout. Like you know, Fly Anakin when you hear him. Oh yeah, of course. And I think yeah. that is a good juxtaposition with like your beats. 
you know, what's the story with like linking up with, with Fly Anakin and Mutant Academy and, and just kind of working with those cats? That was, that's a, I mean, it, it kind of happened very organically. Um, I remember um, just being online one day and uh, I think I was on SoundCloud and I stumbled across some, uh, some tracks that said like, uh, you know, Beats by Obliv or you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then I see Concept Jackson, Fly Anakin, and I listened to it. I thought it was cool, right? I didn't know them at the time, right? But then I, I find out that they're, you know, right around the way. Oh, so, I mean, I literally like, you know, hit them up. I was like, yo, y'all don't have to like, you know, just jack beats, you know what I'm saying? Like we're in the same area, you know, let's, let's work. You yeah. Know? And basically that's how it started, you know? And after that, ball just rolled, you know? And then we came out with like, you know, a couple joints and Backyard Boogie and yeah, man. And now he's like, out of this world, you know. Yeah, like he's, he's really doing. It. I'm proud of. I'm yeah, proud of him. it's it's always good when when uh, when somebody from Richmond gets a little shine. Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah. Well, you I know, was... I, I felt, so I, I got to bring it up. Speaking of flying, Anakin and you, like you guys have that really dope mural done by Nils Westergaard. Like, yes, yeah. I used yes. to walk past it uh, in the mornings when I would be, you know, doing my walks from work. They did fly Anakin dirty, man. Super dirty. They Super did. Dirty. I don't even know why they did like. I mean, I know why, but it's like, bro, they couldn't think of any other options. Like, yeah, they definitely, they definitely kind of took crazy. a window and took out his eyeball. Yeah, in the in the mural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's foul, yeah. Your face is still there, looking good though. I mean, yeah, yeah. Gotta give. How did how did that happen? How did how did you link with Nils Westergaard to kind of be a subject in this piece? I mean, I've known I've known Nils for a while. I've known Nils for some years now. I remember when he did uh, Nick's uh, the first one, which was Nick's uh, mural, which was like I don't know, maybe like six some years ago and i mean we just knew each other like we did um he did uh nils did the video for uh for nick and i uh right. for for this uh what the third yellow gold you know the second yellow gold yeah we just had been talking over time you know and we just decided finally yeah it's time for you know it's time for your face to go up on the wall somewhere so i think it's dope i think it's dope too man much respect to nils yo homie for life Everybody's showing love, you know? Yeah. No, it was cool, man. I'd be like walking by in the morning. It'd be like 6 a.m. The sun's just coming up. And I'd be like, that's my friend. Hey, what's up, Liv? It was cool. So sweet. So sweet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, cool boy. What makes Here RVA so cool? There are like so many things that make Here RVA cool. Like ones that just like cool, nice people that really care about each other and the city and the people and the music. Like... They're trying to keep people informed with the blog and the newsletter. They are trying to connect fans and musicians with the mixed taste quiz. You know, if people don't know, how can they support you? So you have to make the people know. The podcast, Liner Notes, is very cool. I don't know if you know about it. They show up at all the events around the city and they're like talking to people about Richmond music. It's just, you know, a very cool thing. Not like a cult at all. I'm going to go to herrva.com, subscribe to their newsletter, read their blog articles, look at all of their liner notes episodes, and just, you know, be a cool fangirl for Here RVA. Good, because I'm going to check on you and make sure your name's on the registry. I'm watching you now. When is Yellow Gold 3 coming out? What Officially. Do what do you mean? It is out. It's kind of out. It is out. The way all the, like the audio is on out. YouTube. That's, that's it. I know. No, that's it. I know. I know, that's it. I know. All right, all right, all right, <laughs> all right, all right. So me and Nick do have some, some more stuff in the tuck. Like we got a whole 
we got a whole nother thing in the tuck, right? Okay. But the the Brewers Sessions is Yellow Gold 3. Yeah. It's like, all right, so we did that in conjunction with Brewers Cafe, right? Because mm-hmm. they were doing the whole, like, you know, Tiny Desk thing, right? And we did it, and we literally did it in a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nick recorded. Like, I sent him the beats. He made the songs. We, we you know, cleaned it up and did all that and recorded that there live, you know, in a week, right? And after that, we just decided, like, yo, it is what it is. Like, the energy's there. Uh, you can't, you can, really can't recreate the energy. We can make the songs and make it sound nice and, you know, put it up on streaming and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. But I feel like sometimes, especially in this era, things are so easy to get to and things are so accessible. Sometimes you gotta have a couple of hoops, you know what I'm saying, for people to go through, you know, to kind of keep things a little special. You know, if you really wanna listen to it, you'll listen to it in the format that it's presented in, you know what I'm saying? And if you dig it, it is what it is. If not, whatever. But yeah, that's it. But we do have we do have like some official stuff coming. Well, I'm very interested to hear that. And I'll say it didn't stop me. I watched that video a whole bunch. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like it, it exactly. was it was a great performance. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that, man. That I'm one that you. one uh, the the joint where it's like walking down a back alley at night. That's I think that's oh, what Nick said. Yeah, man. Yo, that beat oh, was crazy. All it, dude's a dude is low key a genius, man. Like Nick is Nick is a great guy, man. Yeah. Yellow mm-hmm. gold classic. That's what it is. That's what it is, right? That's what it is. <laughs> hey, cool boy. That's a cool sweatshirt. Where'd you get it from? Oh, you're checking out my new liner notes hoodie? Wow, thank you for noticing. It's very comfortable and cost efficient. Plus, I'm helping to fund the next season of liner notes, which I think is going to be amazing because, like, the last one was good, and this one is so far is really good. I like it. I hope you like it. Hey, cool boy, do they only have hoodies? They have t-shirts, they have crew neck shirts, and the variety of colors is like mind-boggling. It's not as many as the rainbow, but it's a couple. And like the really cool thing is they have like all the sizes, whether you be like a really, really tiny person or like a medium-sized child or like a large child or like a little adult or like a medium adult or like a large adult or or like an extra large adult. Oh, that's super cool. I'm going to go to hearrba.com right now and get me a liner notes t-shirt. Yeah, when you get your gear, come back here to this corner and we'll hang out and look super cool together, okay? Uh, I do want to talk about your latest project with Black Lick. Mm. I love Black Lick. That's another dude from Richmond that is always for the community, always yeah. for the people. And also, I mean, he's a dope rapper, but he's also in like a crazy hardcore metal band. Like, yeah. just a very interesting dude. So when, when you link up with Black Lick, and I'm, you've been doing that for a while, but like putting this project together, what was... What was the feeling going into it? What did y'all want to create? It all started with uh, with um, with one track. We did a track and it came out well, and I really, really liked how it came out. And I just sent him more more beats. That's that's pretty much how it, you know, because we had always been talking about doing some stuff. You know how it go, you know. And we're just like, yo, it's time, you know. Like let's let's do this, like like for for Richmond, like kind of like bring these two kind of like worlds together, like this Richmond stuff. I'm more on like the you know, the soulful end of things, you know, smooth, you know what I'm saying? He's a little more like hardcore, you know? So, but like I was telling you the juxtaposition, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the you know, the clashing of the styles is, is what kind of like creates something new and fresh, you know? So like, I was really interested and I always wanted to hear him over different beats of mine. So 
Yeah, I mean, it was a pleasure working with dude. Dude works fast, you know. He's he's, he's a solid, solid brother. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. When you're when you're putting together like a, a beat pack to send to somebody, you know, uh, are you giving them like a range of your of your sounds, or do you have something kind of specific that you you start sending them? It it depends. If if I know who I'm working with, you know what I mean. I kind of have an idea, mm-hmm. so I know what to send. But if it's somebody that's that like, that I haven't really worked with, I'd send them, you know, pretty much like the the, the whole you know gamut you know from mild to wild you know what I'm saying yeah. so just to see what they you know gravitate towards so kind of getting the sampler plate got to you know because you never know right you never know I've sent I've sent some of the wildest stuff to people not expecting any type of thing and they'd be like yo this is crazy oh my god and I'm like are you serious like a lot of the fly Anakin stuff a lot of if you ask him he'll tell you like a lot of that stuff I was kind of cool on, you know, but, you know, everybody's ears different, you know, right. people hear different things, you know. So at the time I wasn't feeling it, but then maybe later on I'm like, oh, yo, it's actually really dope. Yeah. And sometimes you guys throw stuff at the wall, you know what I mean? You, you, yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, something that, that you're like, eh, it's all right. They may love, you know what I'm saying, and, and draw inspiration from that makes you kind of go back and tweak it a little more. Like, yeah. do you have that conversation when you're working with people? Like, do they put some vocals on it and then you kind of make the beat a little different or, or do you adjust things or is it kind of like... It's pretty much is what it is. It, it, anything that happens like that, it's like really just on some mixing type of stuff. Like, you know, maybe like raising the vocals, lowering the vocals, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But the beat is what it is, you know, like I'm very, I, I shoot from the hip and I make what I make. If you want to rock over that, that's cool. But if we're going to work on stuff where I'm going to be like tailor making beats, then you got to come up off that a little more. You know, understood. But, you know, it's all good though. It's all it's all art. You know? It is. And yo, speaking of art, like you're you're a multi talented dude. Like you've been collaging with audio for years. You know, sampling. But you're starting to get into like visual collaging now. Yeah. And yeah. some of, some of your album artwork has reflected that. What's piquing your interest about that, and like, what kind of images are you grabbing? Oh man, I mean, I've been I've been collaging for a long time, and then I kind of fell back to focus on the music stuff. But I, I've been collaging since I was like a teenager. But then I just got to a point to where it's like I I wanted to really really hone in on the vision that I have. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so I just started, you know, making more uh, personal collages, and I'm I'm pulling from everything. I'm pulling from of course, you know, the cliche National Geographic and all of that good stuff. But I'm pulling from like personal pics, you know, music magazines, um, anything I can get my hands on, honestly, you know, like stuff off the ground. Like, you know, like I'm really trying to transition that the the artwork that I'm doing, like from my from my album cover is more into like, you know, fine, fine art, you know, I'm trying to get in, get into museums with this. That's dope. This is an off the wall question. Go for it. Yeah, this is an off the wall. Go one. for it. Would you consider yourself to be a jazz artist? The way that, because I feel like the way you manipulate sounds, the timing of it is very jazzy with being more of a hip hop style. But I, I don't know, man. What do you think about that? It's interesting you say that because I, I, I mean, I've been told that, and I, you know, at that time I definitely likened myself to more of a jazz artist than a hip hop artist because I was doing like jazz studies and stuff 
pretty much before I was doing hip hop. Like it, it was kind of like parallel, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I would try to implement some like jazz stylings into the hip hop, you know what I mean? Talking about like time signatures, improvisation, stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, it depends. There's there's stuff that I have that's very hip hop, like pure hip hop that you couldn't, con you wouldn't consider it jazz at all, but I definitely like at times think of myself as a jazz artist. Yeah. I'm in all respect due to the, the, the actual instrumentalist, jazz instrumentalist out there. I'm nowhere near that. But the mentality, yeah. Yeah. Word. Yeah, and that, definitely and that, shout out to the cats. Yeah. yeah, man. Love people that can play instruments because I'm not one of them. Um but another reason I, I wanted to ask that is because like your live performance, throughout Richmond you can see beat beat sets. People do beat sets all the time, but like yours feel different. Yours like had like you entrance people, you bring people in into like your vibe. And I kind of I like the improvisation that you do like up there. I can see that you're playing the pads. You know what I'm saying? Like you are you're doing it live. You're not just playing a loop or something like that. You're in the moment. And so that's also why I kind of thought like I think of you as a jazz artist. Like how did you form your live performance? Well, that that comes from actually live performing. I mean, all right, so in high school. One of my superlatives was uh, was best actor. I got best actor in my high school, Meadowbrook High School class. Damn, you were the dude. Show I'm not choir. saying that. I'm not saying that. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that I have experience on stage. I know right. about blocking. I know about stage presence. I know about all of those things, right? right? And I try to implement that in my in my live show. Improvisation. I mean, we used to do one act plays, improvs, and stuff like the like that. You know, like competing against different schools, mm. with one act plays. So. I mean, I try to, you know, include all of that into, you know, a lot of disciplines. I'm trying to, you know, form into one thing, man. Some some days it works better than others, but hey, we here, we're here. But yeah, I mean, I, I really, I really, I really try to like want to. I want to give people an experience, something that they can remember. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Something whether good or bad. You know what I mean? Good or bad. Whether they thought that it was trash and he was just pushing pads or something, or a transcendental experience. I want to, I want to help, you know, give that to people. So that's really dope. And you know, I think it's felt, you know, from what I can tell, you're you're one of the most respected producers, musicians in the city. So when you come out, I think I think people show up and expect a good time. I appreciate all the love, man. Like for real. No problem, for man. Dog, we love you. That's yo, look look how many records are around this joint that like we've collected of yours. You I know, see, Soulphonic man. over there. Up. Some of these I stole from Justin though. He let me borrow see, a couple man. of these joints. That's real love, man. I mean, that's you got so love. many projects, man. Like you, you I mean, you have a bunch of vinyl. I can't come, help it. I know. Well, like, <laughs> if you saying you're making a tape a day, like you probably have terabytes. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. That's what's happening right now. Right now I'm kind of in a weird place because I have a lot of material right now that I'm still trying to organize. And where I'm going now, it's kind of different from where I've been. So I'm trying to like figure that out right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, uh, some days I feel like I'm like drowning in like music, you know? But, you know, we still swimming. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a good problem to have, right? I guess so. I, I mean, that's what, so, that's what people say. It's like, it's, yeah. it, I think it's better than not having anything in the hard drive. That's and, true. And searching. But I mean, when there's nothing, then like the the possibilities are still kind of like endless. Like anything's possible when there's nothing there. When it's a blank slate, that's true. You know what I mean? I mean, anything's still possible when there's something there. Yeah, but it, you you kind of have like uh, biases and, and things mm -hmm. kind of clouding you know your judgment sometimes. You know? All right. Well, if you want, I'll hold on to that hard drive for you and I'll listen to it. Yo, I might. 
I might, yo, because I might need some outside curation. Okay, well, I'm really good with like uh, file yeah. management and keeping things in order. So yeah, yeah. you let me know. I will listen to a whole bunch of unreleased Bliv stuff. Bet. I'm down for that. Bet. Hey, cool boy. How are you so cool? Wow, that is like a very big compliment. Thank you so much. But the answer is quite simple, my darling cool girl. The answer is like, I've just been reading the blog content from hereavier.com. Have you ever seen this? Well, let me just tell you, they have all the things. They have interviews with really good artists and interviews with like cultural cultivators. It's very cool. You learn about the city and stuff. And it's like super cool. Anyway, they also have blog content about like live events. There's like video recaps about things. So like if you weren't there, you could feel like you were there if you wanted to be there. Or like maybe you check it out and you're like, wow, the next time that happens, I'll go there for sure. But you didn't know until you saw the blog, you know? And then there's also things that are like tips from musicians. Like, hey, like maybe you don't want to, um, you know, be a rapper and like, rap over top of your own vocals that's corny and people don't like it and then there's also like really cool blog posts about just the cool culture of richmond which is like art and other art and also art mixing together it's like a very cool space but you find that all this information in the blog on yavia.com is it only for cool people that's the beauty of it uncool people can go there and then become cool awesome thanks cool boy I know that you used to work at BK Music back when it was up here on Midlow. Yeah, yeah. Like, what was that like? Were you the dude that was like curating people's sounds and helping people find like? No, <laughs> no. no. All right, so all right, let me paint a picture real quick. All right, so we got like Plan Nine down. We got all the like you know like record store record stores you know like you know vcu and that all that down there right and then we got like bk music on midlothian turnpike right yeah. so we got a lot of clientele a lot of different clientele right so what i was doing basically i was i was basically trying to open people up to different music when they when all they wanted to uh, buy was a uh, little boosie <laughs> you know so what were you what were you suggesting to pair with little boosie oh i mean at this time um you know, uh, stuff like uh, Little Brother, um, Tribe Called Quest, because we had, because, oh my gosh, this is one thing that I miss about BK. They had one of the best used sections, like UCD sections. Oh, one of the best I've ever seen, ever. I'm talking about the most rare out of print stuff. So I would try to like steer people over there, right? Just to check out some different stuff. But all they wanted to buy was like, you know, Little Boosie. And I love Lil Boosie, you know what I'm saying? I love Lil Boosie, but at the same time, it's like, yo, like, 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 let's expand. But, you know, I was trying to upsell, but it ain't work much. How much of your paycheck went back to, uh, to records lot. and CDs? A lot, bro, a lot. Like, straight up Fridays, get that check, go right back to the records. Yeah, I think that's the danger, have, of yeah. it's, it's the danger of working in those things. Like, I don't know if I'd make any money yo. For, for the time that I was there. It's it right. is dangerous. It's it very is, dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> I got some good stuff though. First dibs. Yeah, but like I'm gonna put this in the back. That's Did you have a system where like you would put it like third to the back so people wouldn't get no, there? No, I would just pull it to the side. Oh, you know, take it out the. I like that. This is my stash over here. Just straight to it. Yeah. No, I like that. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. Can we talk about the chocolate milk collective? Oh wow! Yeah. Can we like yeah. let's let's talk about Richmond history? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Tell, tell me who's in Chocolate Milk. All right, what are y'all right. doing? How did you form? Well, well, all right. So Chocolate Milk never broke up. We just out doing our things. Doing right your now. things. But it's 
this guy, Gordy Michael, Anu, Leland Jackson, um, Josh P, Travis, Lil Ugly Mane, Sean Kemp, Anthony, DJ Anthony. What was his name? DJ Mir at the time. Yeah, and I mean, we just we just came together on some on some beat stuff, like straight up, like like pure beat stuff. Like this was like MySpace days. We really linked up. I remember I linked up with with um with Josh first because uh, he used to come to the Barnes and Noble I used to work at, and we would just you know chop it up about music and art and stuff. He introduced me to Leland, and it's funny because I met Leland Anu um, at a beat at like a uh, a beat battle on VCU campus. I think y'all might even been there. I think y'all might have even been there. Maybe this was it was on it was on Broad. It was on West Broad. Coffee shop. Coffee shop. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I forgot Junior Wong. Junior Wong. Yes, and Junior Wong. Mm. Yeah, and I met Leland at the beat show, but I didn't. But I didn't know that he knew Josh at the time. He knew Josh, and I knew Josh, but we didn't know each other. But then Josh linked us up on some like, yo, y'all do beats. You know what I'm saying? Should link up, and that was just like us three were the core of uh, of Chocolate Milk. And then from there, we met um, we met Junior Wong. We met uh, like Travis. He moved uh, he moved from Philly back down to Richmond. This guy over here, you know what I'm saying? He buys an SP, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and we started just doing shows, you know, linking up. Through through Chocolate Milk is is, is how kind of things really spread out, because that's through Chocolate Milk is how we linked up with uh, Knowledge and, and Clip Mode and Mind Design and all those guys. We brought those guys down to Richmond, had a show. And I mean, yeah, man, I was like really on some like, we were on some like progressive, like really progressive, if you like really like competing against each other. Like, yo, you hear this? Nah, here, check this out. Nah, check this out. Oh, I can't use that no more, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that, it was really, at that time, it was really, really fresh. The beat scene was really in its like, its impetus, like baby stages, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So it was like anything was possible. It was before all of this, you know, convoluted stuff going on now was just back then. It was just I feel like it was a pure time, you know. But you know, you know, hindsight, yeah. hindsight, 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 right? But yeah, that that time was a very influential time for me. Yeah, yeah. I always feel like when people, uh, like a group of people, get together and they have like the same mission, that it's like iron sharpening iron. You know yeah, I mean? you're things like the Dungeon Family. They just like lock themselves in the basement and same they would just always. Yes, just plain. Let's talk about just plain sounds, yeah, please, because yeah. that's another Richmond staple yeah. that you were a huge part of. And so were you. Uh, yeah, I was there too <laughs> as well. That's for sure. Those were great times. Um, you know, we used to we used to like hold the camel down. Yeah, you know, yeah. like like we really like owned Richmond for like a like that era. Like we were, we were really doing stuff out Yo, there. Yo, y'all were everywhere, man. Um, shout outs to everybody that was a part of that. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna name everybody, but I know just plain Ant, who is now Ant the Symbol. My man changed his name. He messes me up all the time. Yeah, because you... <laughs> I always I'm like, this is just pl Ant the symbol. Right, uh, right. Uh, but yeah, and then and then the homie Slees. Rest in peace. Yes, yeah, rest in peace, Slees. Um, that dude had wild beats, man. Yeah. I was just talking to somebody the other day about him and how he did Ocarina of Rhyme. Yeah. You remember that project? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's one of my favorites. Like, yo, dude, sample all of Zelda, bro. Like, at that time, it was like, and yeah. who's doing that? You know. Yeah. Because that was what, like 07, 06? I want to say that was like 06, 07. 06, 07, yeah. yeah. Now. The Aubrey Richards Boutique is a full pop-up shop and blog centered around and for women who are happily maturing. The items are either handmade, designed, or ethically sourced from themselves, other makers, or small companies. Aubrey Richards Boutique is here to uplift guests and build community within our community. 
Find out more at AubreyRichardsBoutique.com. Um, but yo, uh, I want to thank you, by the way, A, for coming. But B, uh, I can't tell you how many nights that I listened to your tapes out on the back porch of the apartment and just vibed out sitting there with a with a Miller High Life oh, after work, man. So I, I appreciate you that. fall asleep? No, I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> no, no I, was, I was in the hood. You fall asleep out there, you <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> no, but um, it was... It definitely was the soundtrack of my college years. Oh, man. So I appreciate, I appreciate you. appreciate that, man. No Thank problem. Um, I do want to open it up for some questions. If anybody has some, give us a second. We got to get that. Oh, you got the camera on already? Cool. Are we on? I know you got a question, J-Bone. Yeah, there's one up for you. Oh, okay. Gargles and salt water. Gargles and salt Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I meant salt water. We were talking about BK music. That got me thinking, uh, are you at liberty to talk about your D'Angelo story? It's kind of a, a running thing on the show. Um, everybody tells the D'Angelo story? <laughs> All right, well, yeah, it, it wasn't BK, but it was Barnes & Noble. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm at liberty to tell that. Yeah, um, so yeah, I was working at Barnes & Noble, and this is probably my third, second or third year working there, and I had heard stories from other employees that uh, D'Angelo comes to this to this uh, Barnes and Noble. This is his this is his store, right? And I I hadn't seen him yet, right? So I'm chilling. It's like a Sunday afternoon, and I'm I work in the music department, so I was blessed with that too, right? So I'm chilling, and all of a sudden, I see this this dude walk in uh, with a black with a black do rag on, all black, uh, fat gold chain on, right? And I look at him, and I'm like. I'm like to myself, I'm like, yo, this is D'Angelo. Yo, 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 D'Angelo's up here, right? Right? Nobody, like, I was there by myself, right? But I, I was I was tripping, right? So I just mind my business. I see him, he's, he's, buying, he's buying stuff. He's looking at stuff, right? So he comes up. I ring him up. I remember what he bought. He bought, like, uh, some Prince, some Prince CDs. He bought, uh, like, a punk rock CD. And he ordered a bunch of uh, Parliament Funkadelic live DVDs. He, he ordered, like, 12 of them, right? So I ring him up, everything's cool. I tell him, I appreciate your interpolation of Junie Morrison on Dilla's The Shining. Mm. I told him that, right? And he looked at me like, how you know about that? <laughs> I was like, I know a few things, right? So we, we started talking a little bit. I tell him like, I, I make music too, but I ain't, I ain't stress him out because I knew that he would have to come back to pick up the DVDs, right? So I, I let him go, right? So he, he goes about his business. A week goes by, the DVDs come in. Fortunately, I was working, so I got to call him, right? Um, he comes in, he picks up the DVDs. He ends up giving me one of the DVDs, right? I end up... I, I brought a tape with me too at this time, right? I brought a tape with me. You gotta be ready. Yeah, right? <laughs> so I brought a tape with me. I give him a tape has all my info on it, you know what I'm saying? A couple days later after that, I get a phone call. My wife picks up the phone. She's tripping. D'Angelo's on the phone. D'Angelo's on the phone, right? So, um, so like she's tripping. I take the phone, I go outside. I'm like talking to him, we're topping it up. And he's, you know, we're talking about, you know, all of this stuff. He's telling me about, you know, he's got some situation going on with J Records and all of this stuff. And I tell him that I rap and that I sing. So he has me rap and sing on the phone, right? So then he tells me after that, he was like, young man, 
I'm starting a label deal. Would you like to be signed? <laughs> Yo, I'm like, yeah, that's great, right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's what's up, right? He was like, yeah. He's like, um, but all right, so go back a little bit. This is when he was going through legal stuff. You know what I'm saying? This is when he was going through all of that stuff, though. You know what I'm saying? If you know, you know. Right. So um, I really didn't expect anything because he was telling me like he was going back and forth from like New York to VA because he was dealing with that. Right. And at this time, like I had already had um, score one was already moving. We was already doing shows and going to colleges and doing shows and all that. Right. So um, he had came back down to Richmond and he um, no, I hit him up because we had a show. I hit him up a couple of times and he was just going back and forth, back and forth. So that kind of was the end of our correspondence because like it, it just got real it just got real fuzzy you know we just lost contact you know what i'm saying yeah. but yeah i mean that, that was pretty much my experience you know what i'm saying with with d'angelo you know that's dope yeah so man it, your interpolation i like that you you hit him with you tried to impress him the same way that Questlove tried to impress him you know what i'm saying like yo <laughs> just trying to catch his ear you know what i mean yo i i was trying i was really thinking i was like yo what is going to get his attention you know what i'm saying so Right. I knew me saying that thing about the Juni Morrison stuff, because not too many people even know like right. what he was doing on that song. So. Yeah, nah, you threw some inside baseball at him. That's for sure. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the gist of it, yo. And I mean, and and honestly, that whole interaction with him kind of like fueled my whole thing, because I was like, it it did it fell through at that point, mm -hmm. but the next time. It ain't gonna be on no like handout type of stuff. You know, it ain't gonna be like, oh, I'm just like, yo, listen to my demo. Oh, listen. No, it's gonna be on some like, we're gonna be in the same room together type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that's been my whole thing, you know? Like, just trying to get in the same room with D'Angelo. Yo, it's gotta be in the room where it happens, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, I told people, um, D'Angelo's gonna be on season five of Liner Notes. That's my goal. It's out there I'm, in the world now. <laughs> it is, yeah. That's all you gotta do. We're just gonna, we're, it in the, we're just gonna keep working at it. Put it in the universe. Put it in the universe. Yep. And now it's on tape. And now it's on tape. Damn it. Now it's, <laughs> now it's going to happen, bro. Now it's going to happen. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, any other questions? Anybody else got something? Hey, wow. I hope you're enjoying this cool music. We put it here to transition from one part of the conversation to another because maybe we messed up in the middle or like... You know, there was this part that, you know, like maybe I spilled tea or something. But anyway, enjoy this cool music while we get back to the interview. Uh, so you were talking about how you got in the ear of D'Angelo. So I want to know how can someone like be in the same room as you and like pique your interests? Oh, wow. Um, like I was mentioning, first you got to have some, some, some refreshments, some refreshments, right? Um, but no. Um, just being a cool, real person that that has an interest in arts, you know what I mean, and that 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 knows a little something about about something. It doesn't even have to be music, you know what I mean. But I'm I'm a big proponent on like you you should learn something new every day. So anybody that I can learn from, you know what I'm saying, like you can get in the room with me. You just gotta just be about something and bring refreshments. Bring refreshments. Be hospitable. Yeah. Yep. That's it. I like it. it. Just just be a decent person. That's, that's pretty much it, man. That's the key to life. It's, it's hard for a lot of people. I'm fine, though. Kind of fine. It's hard for all of us on a day-to-day. -day. It is, yeah. It's okay. We'll make it. One day at a time. One day at a time. You know what I'm saying? You can One only day take... at a time. <laughs> One day at a time. 
Hey, cool boy, can you tell me where I can learn more about Richmond music? The newsletter is like super helpful from the Here RVA. If you go to their website and like just put your email in, you get all the cool events from the city. They even put in the new music for you to check out from local artists, global artists even. Plus, you can always see the cool content that Here RVA is creating. They got like blog stuff that's really awesome and intriguing. They got liner notes, which by the way you're listening to. And they also got cool things that just like, they just make stuff up sometimes. It's really cool. You have to tap in. It's a bi-weekly newsletter, so like it doesn't even spam you that much. And I don't know what accent this is anymore, but I'm the cool boy. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, cool boy. You're the best. Max, if you wanna uh, bring my man his gift. Oh yeah. Oh y'all are so. We sweet. just wanna say thank you for coming through, man. Oh, we appreciate you. Appreciate coming in and sharing your story appreciate and everybody. your journey. Wow, thank you. Can I look at it now? Or? Yeah, yeah, go for Let's it. it. It's an unboxing video now. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. About, to, about to go viral. <laughs> oh, sweet. Nice. I like it. Good quality. And then you get to take one of those home. Hey, I need a new mug. Boom. Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate no problem, it. man. Yo, thank you so much thank for coming you. by, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate, appreciate you. It. I love you. You are a dope individual. You make amazing music. Oh, man. And uh, yeah, I just thank you for coming through. Thank you, man. Thanks, everybody, for, for no having problem. me. Thank you for spending part of your drive, workout, grocery shopping time, or wherever you're at listening to this podcast. If you're still listening, we would love for you to help us fund the next season. You can sign up for a membership and get early access and other perks at Buy Us a Coffee. That link's in the show notes. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, and all the other cool positive things for this episode. That's free to do and works miracles for podcast teams like us. Shout out to the season two crew floor and creative director ryan l moses that's me host and producer elijah hedrick director alex bolton videographer melvin lassiter editor ian rompershad audio engineer clark moeller graphics tyler blankenship photography gordy michael guest liaison max ross gopher jai hedrick intern shiloh tillman special thanks to tyler shearsmith theme music by ant the symbol Remember, listen local, make it global. Here are VA. We out.